Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. Season 4, Episode 2. Parker, what's on the docket today? We begin our road trip by recapping the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. Then we get into one of our new segments, Backseat GM, for a big trade in the NBA offseason. Absolutely. And we end things by bringing back an old segment for the Pink Slips. Yeah, it's going to be a fun episode, bringing back some old stuff, bringing back some new stuff. Obviously, we're always talking about the current things going on in all sports. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Getting into the news segment here. We are doing NBA, NFL, NHL, all kind of wrapped into one. We got to talk both finals, uh, both NBA and NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start with the hardwood. And talk about the uh, the five game final that was uh, the Nuggets defeat the Heat in five games, as I correctly predicted. You did, shockingly enough. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I get one right. Yeah, Parker, let's dive into game one. A Nuggets win of one hundred four to ninety three. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can say this about basically every game for the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is a beast. Yeah, like he just dominates. He he dominates you not only scoring the ball, but He's the best passer on the floor. He can rebound. He's going to double. I mean, spoiler alert, he was the NBA Finals MVP. Yeah. He averaged 30 points, 9.5 assists, 13-point rebounds during the postseason. Yeah. I mean, he he had a triple-double in the first game with 14 uh, – yeah, sorry, 10 boards, 14 assists, and he went 27 points. It was the Jamal Murray and Jokic show because mm-hmm. they both went for 25-plus. Um, I mean, Miami kind of like they, they did. Okay. Problem was Jimmy Butler wasn't playoff. Jimmy He went six for 14 from the floor. Only one of two from three point land for 13 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bam out of Bayou showed up. I mean, he had 26. Yeah. Bam was good in the finals. Yeah. And I mean, when, when Vincent outscores Butler, that's a problem. Yes. Um, uh, but I mean, Highsmith had 18 off the bench for them. Uh, Kyle Lowry had 11 off the bench. So like, I'm not sitting there saying that Miami didn't put up a fight, but you lose by 11, you lose by 11. Like, what are you going to do? And that was winning the final uh, the final quarter by 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won the fourth quarter 30-20 to 20 and still got beat by 11. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even close. There was a bunch of, you know, you, you put random name here yeah. uh, in, and, and that's what happened. I mean, no... Miami player was in the positives outside of Kyle Lowry. I mean, the, plus minus. the biggest problem for the Miami Heat all series was Tyler Hero was hurt. Yeah. Like, he's he's a huge part of that team. Well, it's Jimmy Butler, and your second best scorer is Tyler Hero. Yeah. Bam Adebayo, you can make the case between his scoring, his rebounding, his defense. You can say he's the second best player. But, like, Tyler Hero, he's putting up buckets. Yeah. Like, he's a walking bucket for them. And uh, he would, but, like, the key player for the Denver Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Like in game one, 14 points, 13 rebounds. He's going to knock down a couple threes. He didn't shoot it particularly well, but, I mean, he's 
I mean, he's. I think next year he's going to take off. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what you expect. I mean, we jumped to game two, uh, the only Miami win of the series, and, uh, you know, it was a fourth-quarter comeback. Yes. Uh, they won the fourth quarter by 11. Uh, you're going to see a theme like this, <laughs> like Miami needed yeah. to play literally three quarters before they even showed up, yeah. and they would have won. Uh, but you have Butler finally did his thing with 21, same with Bam, and then Vincent had 23. I mean, yeah. shockingly enough, uh, Vincent played a phenomenal yeah, he finals. Was, he, he was he was the big reason why they won game two. Right. And, I mean, they just they looked good. Udonis Haslam can't even find the floor. That's, he never does. Yeah, but like you he hasn't think, he hasn't showed he hasn't been on the floor in like five years. Right, but like, like he's he's just like veteran leader off the bench, uh, but he's not going to play. Yeah, you need you needed more out of Cody Zeller, who only had four points. I mean, Jokic kind of went off, but it was the Jokic show for Denver. Yeah, uh, Murray had eighteen, Jokic had forty-one, Gordon had <laughs> yeah. twelve, Michael Porter generally had five. He went two of eight from the floor, one of one of six from downtown. Uh, and you know they they basically stuck to an eight man rotation the entire finals and yeah I mean it got it done but they were worn out in the fourth that's the reason why they kept losing fourth quarters but because mm-hmm. they were so good early it didn't really matter uh, jump to game three this is where Denver kind of just took over even when they went down to Miami um, they uh, they won by fifteen this I think the only fourth quarter where they actually won yeah. like actually legitimately won the quarter. But you, um, oh, you, no, they won in Game 5, too. But, I mean, Jokic and Jamal Murray each had triple-doubles. Right. Jokic had 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. Jamal Murray had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and you're not going to overcome that. Miami, yeah. had Miami again, had uh, Butler, not a Bayou, but Vincent was absent in Game 3. Yes. I mean, that's kind of what it came down to. Uh, I mean, they, they used their entire bench. Haslam actually got in the game. hey what up? <laughs> hey uh, But he only... He, only he didn't even give you a, a full minute. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't. Like, it was bad. But, I mean, he was still there. So, you know, that was a thing. Uh, but, yeah, it, it just... It it hurt so bad that Denver really didn't face the best of the East. Yeah. But, I mean, Miami got hot through the Eastern Conference uh, tournament and then kind of fell off here in the finals as we go to Game 4. Another Denver win, one hundred eight to ninety five. Aaron Gordon, mm-hmm. twenty seven points, seven rebounds, six assists. He was huge. They almost had like a different guy every night outside of yeah. Jokic. Like it was yeah. Jokic, and then pick your poison with I mean, with Murray or yeah. Gordon. Or and if Murray didn't go off scoring wise, he had huge assist numbers. Right. My Bruce Brown also had twenty one off yeah. the bench here huge. in game, game four as well. So like they had plenty of options. Butler and Adebayo both had twenty points here in in game four, but again, Denver just had way too much. They didn't have an answer for Jokic, uh, as it was even proven in, in game five, uh, Jokic came up two rebounds short of, of a triple double as he needed 18. He ended up with 16 in, in the final game or no, sorry, assists. It was assists that he, he fell short. He needed six assists and he only had four. And I actually, that was the only part of my eight leg parlay that I missed. (laughs) And I had him going for six and a half, over six and a half all assists. I, all I know is, okay, during the NFL season, and we, we had a bracket, rock fight. Yep. This game was a rock fight. Yeah, it was very bad. Like, if, if, if we, we talk about it in the NFL, but for the for NBA purposes, this was a rock fight basketball. I mean, it was it was so sluggish, and it was like, gosh, can this game end? But, like, the, the problem was Jimmy Butler didn't show up. I know he had 21 points, but he was 5 of 18, and he did nothing in the second half. Yeah, 
Nothing. And, and that was the problem. Did I he mean, choke? I don't know. But no, I don't think it was a choke. I just think it was, you know, they 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 figured out how to clamp him down, and that's what happened. I mean, it was just. I'm I'm pretty sure I said on our Twitter account that he choked. Yeah, I don't know if it was a show. I mean, he had 21 for crying out loud. It was just, just wasn't a great night. He wasn't distributing the ball well. I think Kyle Lowry shouldn't have been coming off the bench to be clear, but mm-hmm. um, that's just how I felt about it. And 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 Bam, Bam has no, like no business going up against Jokic. Like, yeah, there were two teams that could really face Denver straight up and like big man, like both. All right, so I'm gonna say the two teams. If Milwaukee or Philly both yeah. get to the finals, yeah, like it's not like Jokic doesn't get his, but he isn't dominating Bam like Bam. I mean, Bam still got his. I mean, he averaged like twenty. Yeah, I mean, Jokic can't can't do what he did against Embiid or even Brooke Lopez, right? Like just like the girth, the yeah, like or big Giannis at that same point. Like Giannis, yeah. just that freak. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I'm not saying that. That Jokic doesn't average 21, yeah. 22, 23. Right. But he doesn't average 30. Yeah. Like, that's that's the difference. And so, like, that's what the problem was with Miami. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's that's just the issue that you have to – that you run into. Uh, so, again, Nuggets win 4-1 to one, uh, for the NBA Finals, their first championship ever. In 47 years Four- of existence. Yeah. So uh, – you know, I'm happy for Denver in that regard. Uh, they had a phenomenal season. They were basically wire-to-wire number one team in the league. I think this is the beginning of Like, I hate to say, like, oh, yeah, this team's a dynasty, but they have the, the makings of doing that because they're young. Yeah, they're like, young. They've got controllable like, players. Yeah, I mean, and the veteran players you have on your team, like KCP, Jeff Green, like, they, they, they bring in the right role players mm-hmm. to fit, you know, because, I mean, you have Jokic. Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and then you just, Bruce Brown off the bench. Uh, I think is it Bruce Brown or Chris Brown? No, it's Bruce Brown. You're okay. right. Uh, Chris Braun. Okay. Yeah, they're they're A- backup guard. Aaron Gordon. Like, yeah. I mean they 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 have so much youth, but they have the right veterans in this. And Mike Michael Malone is a great coach. Yeah, and again, I think I think Denver can make a run. They're gonna. I mean, they're always gonna have to try to you know, win out compared to these, you know, the bigger known teams, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Sixers, you know, even Miami because it's such a destination. But I don't know if there's a team out West that can really match Denver because Golden State, they're, they're going to have to retool. Yeah. Right. Uh, Phoenix, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Of course, I'm pretty sure Chris Paul is going to be moved. Yeah, but at the same time, like, and you, you've you got have Durant a new, and Booker. You have a new head like, coach. And I, I like Frank Vogel, but like, you know. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that it that it's a slam dunk, but yeah, it I is. Get what you're saying. It is a possibility. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm kind of going out there. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and switch from the hardwood, probably the same arena in most cities, but we're gonna yeah. switch it to the ice. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, another five game set. What a romping in game five, by the way. Yeah, uh, but the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers, the darling of the playoffs, as it were, uh, four games to one. Uh, this time, instead of game two being to the to the loser, it's game three as the Panthers were trying to mount a comeback when they went home. Uh, but it was for naught. Uh, the Knights win game one, five to two. Win game two, seven to two. Uh, Panthers win three to two in a shootout. If I want, or no, it's overtime. Sorry, 
not shootout. They don't shoot out in playoffs. Yeah. It was overtime. <laughs> it was like second second overtime period. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Knights then come back in game four and win three to two. And then it was an absolute romping yeah. in game five. I, I think Florida was just like, I'm done. Like it's, oh, it's yeah, not happening. Point, yeah. And so they they kind of just like waved the white flag, but they still had to play 60 minutes of hockey. So Yeah, not going to lie. I didn't really watch any of the Stanley Cup. I watched a decent amount of game five until it became like just a let's light the lamp just to light the lamp <laughs> fest. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what it was. It, uh-huh. was. it was absolutely insane. I mean, I'm just going to pull up the numbers for game five. Uh, Vegas scored two in the first, four in the second, and then three in the third. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Florida, God bless them, they, they put up one in the second and two in the third. They were like, maybe we can win a period. And then Vegas was like, <laughs> nope, no, sir. Yeah. You will not win a period. Uh, Marsha Schultz, uh, the right winger from Vegas, wins the Conn Smythe, most valuable player in the Stanley Cup Finals. If you don't know what that is, I mean, the man in in game five alone had six shots. Uh, had a he didn't have a goal, but he had an assist. I, he just he was phenomenal all series. Um, I'm just gonna read off the goal scorers, which is kind of like what, but like yeah, nobody had more. Uh, nobody had more than one except for Stone, who had a Hattie. Um, but it was Dio, uh, Barshashev, Roy Smith, Stone with his three. And then the defenseman's Haig and Martinez. Uh, I mean, just it, it was rough, just all over the place. Uh, but I, I want to say that Marsha Schult, uh, he is under team control for a long time. I think it was like the first two lines for Vegas are under team control for the next like four years. Yeah. So like, it's not like they're going away. And I have said this a couple times already that I think Vegas had one of, if not the best expansion draft oh, yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah. They've been relevant from Jump Street. And didn't I'm, they didn't they get in the Stanley Cup the first year? Yeah, they got in the Stanley Cup and then they got I mean they the got, Capitals. They got wiped. Uh but, but still. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and state that Right. That, but like they've been relevant every single year. They've made the playoffs every single mm-hmm. year and they're and they're going to be good for a while because they got the right players in there that just just match. And, and congrats, Vegas Golden Knights. I this is good for hockey. It's good for for all of sports, honestly. That Vegas is getting involved in the big games. You know, like uh, I yeah. know we'll talk about it in the next episode with baseball. But like Oakland had a whole like sell the team, don't move us. But like at the same time, yeah, I don't care. It's never been about the fans. For Oakland, yeah. it's it's always been about hey, like fans. If you want us to stay, vote on, vote on. You know, like us getting a new stadium with a little bit of mm-hmm. public funding. Yeah, and it's it hasn't happened. But uh, between the Raiders and the Golden Knights, uh, Vegas is kind of becoming a, a hotbed of sports, and I, I really enjoy that. So um, I'm glad that Vegas did. It. I mean, they had a phenomenal season: fifty-one, twenty-two, and nine. Uh, I mean, just, you know, what What yeah. else are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Been phenomenal at home. So, you know, congrats, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Stone, Hattie in a in a, a game-deciding win for the Stanley Cup. I mean, that's phenomenal. So, uh, well done there. Looking really forward to next year. We're going to have to do some backseat GMs for some teams in the NHL. 
to see if they can get up to the caliber of uh, the Florida Panthers or the Vegas Golden Knights or, I mean, dare I say, the Boston Bruins. What about the Boston Bruins? (laughs) Yeah, so, like, maybe they're missing a piece. Maybe we backseat GM them. If you want us to backseat GM one of these big teams in the NHL, Hit us up at the Sports GPS. We'll bring in Kiernan. He's our resident hockey guy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he was unable to join us tonight while we were talking about Stanley Cup. I would have loved for him to be here. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to bring him in, and maybe he'll lead the backseat GMs for the hockey. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but when we return, we are going to do a backseat GM, but we're going back to the hardwood. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, they have yeah. Bradley Beal. Do they mm-hmm. trade him? Do they go in for the full rebuild? Parker is going to make his case for the backseat GM for his Washington Wizards when we return. Welcome back. Getting into the backseat GM portion. If you're new to the show and you haven't uh, heard us this season yet, what we do on the backseat GMs is we pick a team at uh, it's kind of at a crossroads. Whether they, you know, kind of go in, resign players, or then maybe they're just a piece away, or yeah. maybe they're so close to a rebuild they should just tear it all down. Right. And we pick a team at any spot. And we say, hey, where are you going? Uh, last week was our inaugural backseat GM. Mm-hmm. We did the Buffalo Bills and having them go out and trade for Dalvin Cook. Now he's cut, so they can kind of yeah. just go and get yeah, him. Yeah, they can just sign him. Uh, but that is the premise of the backseat GMs. Uh, Parker's Wizards are on the docket today. Yeah. And so we're going to let kind of Parker steal the show here, which I'm fine with. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love just sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Uh-huh. Especially when Parker goes on a rant. We're going to have to do <laughs> stay in your lane. Next yeah. episode, we are staying in your laning yeah. on a couple of things. But that's beside the point. Yeah. We're going backseat GMs here. The Washington Wizards. Parker, take it away. All right. Well, as everyone knows who listens to the Sports UPS, I am a Washington Wizards fan. And we all know that they haven't had like an illustrious history of winning. And I thought this this past season was going to be the year. Bradley Beal, you have Kuzma, Przingis, a lot of good young players. I love their head coach, Wes Unseld. But it did not go well. No one could stay healthy. So now they have a new Front office regime, President Michael Winger coming from the Clippers, and their new GM, Will Dawkins, is coming from the OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder front office. And so now it's like, do you keep Beal or not? Well, there are plenty of reports out there that it almost seems inevitable that he's going to be traded. Right Now he has a no-trade clause, so he has to accept anywhere he wants to go, and one team that he would accept a trade to is the Miami Heat. So... And they, I mean, why wouldn't you want to? They just appear in the NBA Finals, so why wouldn't you want to go there? Um, so let's let's set this trade up. Miami gets Bradley Beal. In return, the Wizards get Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and a 2024 first-round pick. It's not, like, sexy for the Wizards, but the money has to match up. Duncan Robinson, he's, I mean, he's getting paid, and he's not living up to it. He's a good shooter, but he's not, like, this this prolific player. So really, the Wizards are just trying to shed that contract. They get a first-round pick. Not that it's going to be a high pick, but they'll get a first-round. You, you can protect it or not. I mean, at this point, the Wizards have no. I mean, they they have nowhere that they can. I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? But uh, I mean, they they got nowhere to go but up. Yeah. So they just got to figure out what works. And they basically have to take what they can get. Right. 
I mean, another team that I thought might be interested because Bradley Beal's best friends with him and they went to the same high school in St. Louis would be Boston, but reports came out today that they're not going to pursue him. So I think Miami is really the the most realistic spot for Bradley Beal. Right. It hurts me because Bradley Beal is my favorite player. Mm. I mean, you just signed him to a, a super max deal last offseason. Right. And I mean, as a Wizards fan, when I think of Bradley, I think of what him and John Wall did together. Early, early in their careers, like you, you could see something brewing. Like it was going to be kind of a magical thing, but it never came to fruition. It's got to be a new start. They got to blow this thing up, get younger, and uh, unfortunately, that means Bradley Beal needs to get get out of here, and they need to clear up the books a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it would put you at two forty five plus million dollar players in Jimmy. Uh, obviously, he's estimated if he comes back because that's yeah. Um, that but him and Beal, uh, then you have Bam at thirty two six. Like your bench is your bench and is Hero, relatively Tyler weak. yeah Tyler yeah. Hero twenty seven. But I mean you're shedding Kyle Lowry's thirty million. You're shedding mm-hmm. Robinson's eighteen mil. Uh, Victor Aladipo's at a player option for Miami. I at, keep forgetting he's in Miami. Right. I mean, and he's he's probably going to opt out, and so you're gonna have to, you know, someone's gonna sign him. So like it's just where's your bench at? Uh, but at the same time, like there's probably a pick swap involved too. Yeah. Like I, you said a 2024 first. Mm-hmm. I could very well see a 2025 pick swap as well. I mean, it it all depends on where you think Miami is gonna lay. Uh, do you think you know with Bradley and them, it's gonna be worse? Like in that pick swap, you know, you could sit there and and send it back, send it back, send it back. So there's yeah. plenty of Plenty of ways to change that, but I think I, it might even be two first rounders, just because you're shedding Lowry and Duncan, and you're getting arguably a top fifteen player in the league in Bradley Beal. Yeah, one healthy, obviously. And see, that's been the problem. That's been the problem. Bradley Beal has not been able to stay healthy consistently for a couple of years now. He had a problem early in his career. Then he had this long streak of games where he played. And last couple of years, he could he can't stay on the court, and it's it's been it's been tough sailing for the Wizards. Yeah, and I mean Miami's at a perfect spot where they're a win now. So if they get you know Bradley back and they get him hot mm-hmm. between him, Butler, out of Bayou, Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero. Yeah. I mean that's that's what you're looking for. That's that's kind of the yeah the creme de la creme, so to speak there. And and Miami needs something to get over the hump. They need another superstar besides Jimmy, and, and currently they don't have it. So, um, yeah, I think what we're looking at there is is exactly what you should be looking at. Yeah. And I think this deal makes a lot of sense. It makes sense from the money standpoint. And it makes sense from, uh, you know, from both teams' standpoint. And, yeah. You know, I it would, it would stink to see Bradley Beal for you. For you yeah. and the Wizards, it would it, stink for It'll that. be weird. It'll be weird to see him in a different uniform. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, you got to do what you got to do, what's best for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's plenty of teams in the Beal Sweet Stakes. I think, I think Miami's probably the only one that hasn't opted out, quote-unquote, like the Sixers and the Seas have both said, no, nah, we're not pursuing Bradley Beal. And you have to look at teams that he will accept a trade to. Right, and I think this is a like, team like he, he Like, he's already said he would accept a trade to Miami, and it's not like just a run-of-the-mill team. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Because, and he, and he's come out, like, he wants the Wizards to get something fair for him. 
Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to just bury the wizards. Right. So yeah, it, it it's gonna hurt. I know I've I mean I can just feel it. It's gonna happen yeah. at some point, right? But uh I think it's I think it's best for both parties. Like Bradley, you wanna win. Like you wanna like really win. You need to go somewhere else. Yeah. And yeah. the Wizards, like, I love Wes Unsell Jr., the head coach. They need to build something and just start from the beginning. I mean, look at look at Denver. Okay, when Michael Malone first got there like eight years ago, they they were like not they weren't a playoff team. Weren't relevant. And all. like and then and then they draft Jokic. Of course he was like forty something overall. And then the next year it was Jamal Murray. And they just they just built it up. And they lost in the Western Conference Finals and for most coaches they would have been fired. But they kept Michael Malone because they wanted to keep keep it together and build and look what they are. The the best team in the NBA. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, oh well that's that's what's gonna happen with the Wizards, but you have to take your licks and build something. And I mean, you look at look at Major League Baseball. Look yeah. at the, look at the Houston, Atlanta. They 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 tore it down to the studs mm-hmm. and they built it up with young players and and now they're like <laughs> the premier teams in the in Major League Baseball. Right. You have to do that as well in the NBA. Obviously, you have to hit on your draft picks. Um, and I think it's easier to eye talent in all major sports nowadays than it used to be. Right. Um, obviously there's no guarantee, but it's easier. So, you know, the wizards have to do this and, uh, sorry, Bradley Beal. Farewell. Well, and I mean, it's not like he's not leaving for his own reasons. So, right. Makes sense. All the same. All right. So if you think there's another trade out there for Bradley Beal, if you think the wizards, could make a run if they bring back maybe Porzingis. They bring back Kuzma. Kuzma. Yeah. And and then they keep Beal. Do you think that's a big three that the Wizards could do something with? Hit us up on the you know, all the social medias at the Sports GPS. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. You name it. We got it. Let <laughs> us know uh, about how you're feeling and we will uh, definitely respond to you. Looking forward to that as well. But when we return our last segment, we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie for the pink slips. We're talking NFL playoffs. Who's going to make it? Who's not? We got seven teams. I'm going to put in a live bet on the show yeah. for who we're taking. Uh, it's going to be a small one. I'm not, I'm not sitting there throwing out big money. I'm not rich because yeah. y'all don't tell people to listen to us. So I need y'all to do that as well. So that way I can put big money out there. And we can have a massive pour this for the pink slips segment. So, we're going to dive into that when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're going to do our final segment of the day, an oldie but a goodie for the pink slips. Yeah, for the pink slips. We're going to, uh, as I said before the little break here, we are diving into the the FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, are not, we are not sponsored by FanDuel. Probably. Not yet. Not yet. Good, good, good. We're not sponsored by them yet. Uh, but we are in the FanDuel Sportsbook, so all these numbers I'm bringing up are from FanDuel. Uh, we are betting the to make the playoffs in the NFL. I'm allowed to put a seven-leg parlay out there, which means we're picking half the teams that make it to the dances. There's seven teams per conference that make it in. We're intermixing them all, uh, and we're discussing who we got. So, like, who are locks, Parker? Like, 100% locks. There's no way we're not betting them. There's 
we feel like there's no way they don't make the playoffs. All right, the Eagles. Okay. The Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Bills. I know. I know you're a little, but I think it's a guarantee for me. Okay. Uh, the Bengals. Yeah, and be- think- <laughs> and because the AFC South is so, huh? Yeah. The Jags. Yeah, I think those are kind of our locks. I definitely think. The Chiefs, Eagles, and Bengals are 100% locks. Mm-hmm. I feel really confident about the Bills, but the Jets scare me in that division. Yeah. But do I think the Bills are going to be bad enough that they don't make a wild card if the Jets surprise everybody and win that division? I, I wouldn't say surprise everybody. Yeah. But come out of nowhere, quote-unquote, and win that division? No. I think the Bills get a wild card, and all they have to do is make the playoffs, whether it's winning right. the division or not. Right. We are going to do division picks later on when we get closer uh, towards training camps and things like that. We're going to break down all the divisions in the NFL and uh, and probably throw bets on those as well because <laughs> we like throwing away money here. Um, <laughs> so we'll do that at a later time. But I definitely think the Bills, uh, I, I do feel better about them now. They're running at minus 245, so mm-hmm. everybody's thinking they're going to make the playoffs anyway. Um, you know, so the, the big six, we have four of the – the uh, highest odds um, six in our seven legger right now with the Chiefs at minus 500, Eagles at minus 400, Bengals minus 340, Bills at minus 245. Um, the two that we did not pick out of the top six is San Francisco at minus 430. Yeah, and, I just. And Dallas at minus 210. I Quarterback. Yeah, quarterback for San Francisco. And Dallas, do they have the defense? Um, mm. to kind of hold up, right? You know, I, I know Micah Parsons a beast. Yeah, that's I, one guy. <laughs> I know. I know they just drafted uh, the kid out of Michigan who's a monster. I yeah. can't even remember his name right now. <laughs> Such but a like, monster, we can't remember. His well, name. it's just like I, I mean, know, I know. Yeah, it's like Pavey or whatever. Like I mean, Micah Parsons literally was like raving about him draft night. Was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, uh, what's his face? Yeah, they, they're <laughs> yeah. literally like texting each other back and forth, like we're getting him, we're getting him. Yeah, yeah. And he got yeah. like, he was so happy, even though he was so distraught. The Eagles got Jalen Carter. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's not. I'm not going to sit here and state that that I think the Cowboys are going to miss the playoffs. But at minus two ten, I don't love the value. It's the same yeah. thing with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And minus four. If San Francisco is minus two ten, I'm putting San Francisco on my bet. But they're minus 430. We don't know who's going to be their starting quarterback. I mean, they've got Purdy, uh, Purdy and Lance. Lance, and then they also have Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. We, we forget about this, but they have Sam Darnold. Like, who's starting a quarterback? If you have two, you have none. Uh-huh. So, like, we don't know. And, I, like, if I knew Purdy was coming back and he was going to be healthy week one, guaranteed, lock, stock, barrel, I'm making this bet at minus 430. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. I mean, San Francisco arguably has the best roster in the NFL, bar their quarterback situation. Right. And so, I mean, it's 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 tough. It's tough to bet them at minus four thirty. If they're at minus two hundred, I'm betting them. Uh, maybe minus three hundred, I'm betting them. But at minus four thirty, I don't get the value. Uh, so then we took a little bit more long shots for the other three. Uh, you already mentioned one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And I think that's a safe bet. I mean, the entire, as you said, the entire AFC South is down. Come on, Colts. Uh, <laughs> the Colts are at minus three or plus three fifty. Yeah. Tennessee's at plus 245 Houston. and then Houston is plus 520. Like yeah. they are mm-hmm. they are three of the five worst teams in the league. <laughs> Correct. According to the, the batters odds, here. Yeah. So, it's almost by default that Jacksonville gets in. 
However, if Anthony Richardson is like Dude. declared the starter, which it's almost that he's going to be, if he like turns heads in training hey, camp, Gardner Minshew. Oh come on! Like I love, <laughs> I, I love Minshew Mania. Don't get me wrong. I def- I definitely think. I mean, unless Minshew just does nothing in training camp, I think, I think he has a chance to at least start week one. Right. Just by default. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Richardson's going to get a shot. This yeah, year. and I mean, if he's... I can't wait to see it. If he's the, a freak. If he's the number one guy, like, he starts week one. Mm-hmm. I Like, I like the Colts at plus 350. Like, just for a uh, for shiggles yeah. bet, just throw it out there. Throw yeah. five bucks, possibly win, you know, or, well, throw ten bucks, possibly win 35. Like, why yeah. not? But at this point, like, you, you can't really do Yeah, you can't. Here. Yeah. Uh, so Jacksonville is number five. So we have two left. This my, this one that you're getting ready to mention is probably my favorite one that we're betting. Detroit. Yeah, I I love Detroit. I like Detroit as well, and that's the reason why we're taking them. Uh, they're at minus one seventy. Uh, they've they they puzzled some people in the draft, mm-hmm. but at the same yeah, time, they did. Dan Campbell knows exactly what he wants. But I actually like their draft. I I mean I like it. I'm not saying it was like one of the top. I think they could have traded back and gotten those same pieces and yeah, made more yeah, value. Yeah, because there were some picks out there that were that were made, but they knew what they wanted. They got what they wanted. Yeah, and so, but I think Detroit definitely makes the playoffs. Do I think they win the North? Mm. Probably, almost yeah. by default. Like you can't really trust. Can't trust Green Bay. Yeah, I mean you. You could try to put your your love in Jordan Love, but like I don't, I, I, don't. I can't really. The Vikings are very like they're the team that yeah, probably that's really wins. The, that's the only team that you think. But are you really gonna like rest your laurels on Kirk Cousins? <laughs> and then I do, mean, do you like that? <laughs> Good lord! I had to say it. No, you're fine. And then the Bears are are really questioning is whether Justin Fields yes, makes the leap. Yeah, it's Justin Fields. If he, yeah, if he makes the leap, then the Bears could win that division. But I don't think the Lions end up on the outside mm-hmm. of the playoff picture, hence the reason why I feel like they're a safe bet. Yeah. And then the last team that we have in our bet is the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because, we, well, we've already talked about the AFC South, but the NFC South is also pretty weak. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have Tampa Bay at plus 340. They don't know who their quarterback is. Like, it's, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. Um you've got Atlanta at plus 116. Like Atlanta could be interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if I really love them, right? And then uh the the last team's Carolina Panthers who are going to be starting a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. And their team wasn't the best, right? Already. So like and they they lost their big play threat in DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah. So like who do you got and you just got a rookie quarterback, like who's he going to throw to? So Right. right. It's almost New Orleans to lose by default, very similar to the Jaguars. So at minus 164, very good chance that the Saints end up winning that division. Uh, they need to win the division to get in because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they'll oh, make yeah. a wild card. Okay. But at the same time, like they're the safest bet to win the South by a long shot. Yeah. And because they're at minus 164, they're, you know, they're a little better than even, and I think their odds are wrong because I think they've got probably a two-to-one chance to win it. So I'm sitting here going, okay, well, the odds are 
the odds are ever in my favor to take to take the Saints here. Mm-hmm. So the seven teams were taken: Kansas City at minus five hundred, the Eagles at minus four hundred, the Bengals minus three forty, the Bills at minus two forty five, the Jags at minus one ninety two, the Lions at minus one seventy, and the Saints at minus one sixty four. Wrap that all up into a seven leg parlay. It is plus nine sixty two. We're gonna throw down a five dollar bet. Right now, I'm booking it mm-hmm. five bucks to win forty eight fourteen. It is bet, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. So at the end of the season, we'll figure out whether uh, we're right, we're wrong. But uh, looking forward to it. Look forward to more of the uh, for the pink slip segments, especially with NFL when we get down to the wire. Yeah, uh, maybe some baseball here uh, in the the upcoming months when we get into the dog days of summer. Um, I've definitely. You know, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun with those, uh, especially possibly even some some weekend bets out there as well. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Parker, tell them where they can find us on the socials. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Sports GPS. And make sure, pay attention to our TikTok feed. Every Tuesday, we're going to post a video leading up previewing our episode you know previewing our episodes on thursday mm-hmm. so make sure to follow us at the sports gps twitter instagram tiktok yeah absolutely and also you're going to be um hearing me as a guest on another podcast yeah. uh we're bringing back well they've brought me back uh <laughs> the swinging blindly podcast is bringing go. me back um apparently i'm doing a, a once a month segment with them nice. so definitely look forward to that hit those guys up um uh, PJ and the gang. Um, I'm proud they're bringing me back. And uh, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, so it'll be fun. And uh, they're always talking baseball, which is always good for me. So definitely looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Season 4, Episode 2. For all of us here at the Sports GPS, Parker White, CJ Holly. thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.